welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Hey, West Virginia, are you ready to get down to business? Welcome to Positively West Virginia. Every week, we interview West Virginia business leaders and share their positive business stories on iTunes and Google Play and through print publications like the State Journal. Our goal is to help educate and inspire business people across the Mountain State with these positive success stories. This week, we're going to learn about Allegheny Genesis Holdings, LLC, a successful West Virginia company and their CEO and founder, Jordan Masters. Jordan, are you ready to get down to business? You bet I'm ready, Jim. All right, Jordan. I'm so glad you're on our show to talk about your company today. Jordan Masters, folks, is founder and CEO of Allegheny Genesis Holdings, LLC. Allegheny Genesis is located in Morgantown, West Virginia. Of course, that's in Montegalia County. Jordan's company operates two different branches. The first is specialty crop production, such as microgreens, shoots, edible flowers, and other specialty greens, doing business as microgenesis. The second branch of their company is their technology side, where they have developed many tools specifically designed for specialty crop production and other devices for small to mid-sized agriculture operations. Jordan, take a minute Fill in some gaps from that brief intro and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your life. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, like you said, we, we have two branches. Uh, we have the, the production side, which is under microgenesis. Um, some of us, some people might be familiar with microproduce. Uh, that was the DBA we were going under for a couple, well, probably about a year, and then we changed the DBA under microgenesis. And within that DBA, we do you know, some of the microgreens, shoots, petite greens, different types of blends, anything that's uh, specialty, kind of creative, we love to kind of play around with. And then with the technology side, um, we actually haven't developed a name for it yet because we're still in a lot of R&D stages with that stuff. But, you know, to be successful with the production side, the way I wanted it to be, I knew that there was a lot of technology that was going to have to be involved that didn't exist yet. And so we started you know, creating some of that stuff for our own. Uh, we work with, um, we have the first ever harvester for microgreens, uh, cedar design specifically for microgreens, as well as uh, custom-built data monitoring platforms, uh, alarm systems, and really integrating kind of the IoT into the greenhouse. Awesome. That sounds sounds very exciting. You're, we're going to dig a little deeper into that, I'm sure, here in the next uh, 30 minutes or so. But, Jordan, I, I first got to ask, how did, how in the heck did you get started in the microgreens business? Um, well, I got started in it probably about seven or eight years ago now. Uh, time's kind of flown by, so I can't really remember how long it's been. But my brother is a, uh, a chef at the Greenberg Sporting Club, and, you know, he was – at that time, microgreens were kind of really starting to get a lot of popularity. And what I really noticed about them, what I really liked, was that people were more apt to try a really weird vegetable, you know, such as like kalarbi. They were more apt to try it as a microgreen because it's so tiny and petite and colorful than they would as you know, a, a full-size head of kalarbi. 
And so that intrigued me, you know, because I've always been really interested in sustainable agriculture. And I feel like sustainable agriculture has to be, you know, a diverse system. And with microgreens, you know, every, every single plant that you eat of a microgreen is one seed. You don't get a second harvest. So, you know, we go through, we'll probably go through close to a thousand or 2000 pounds of seed this year alone. And, you know, each one of those seeds, each plant. So, you know, the more people who are eating microgreens, the more, you know, people out there who have to grow the seed, the more people who are growing the seed, you know, creates more product diversity and a more sustainable agriculture system. So that's, that's kind of why I really got into it. And of course, I love the flavor. I love horticulture, but you know, that's, that's always kind of been the driving factor. Excellent. I love that. It's a great, uh, great uh, side story and, and how you got into this. Jordan, what, you know, obviously you've got, you've been doing this a number of years. Um, what's your, 30-second elevator pitch for Allegheny Genesis. Whittle it down to 30 seconds for us. Oh, Lord. Um, well, if we're talking about strictly the, the production side, uh, basically, you know, we're, we grow some of the best microgreens and shoots and edible flowers, you know, around the country. And it boils down to the fact that while I was a um, student at WVU, I did an undergraduate thesis on stages of high school maturity to make sure that the product that we harvest is the exact same product every single time we harvest. So that there's no, there's no confusion as to, you know, what's the product going to look like this week or next week. And that was a big thing that was going on uh, in the microgreen world at that time was a lot of people were growing, a lot of people were growing it differently. And where we stepped in was, you know, we have product consistency. Consistency. I love that. Wonderful. That's, that, that's a differentiating factor for your company, for sure. Awesome. Jordan, I mean, obviously you're doing a lot of stuff. T- t- talk to us a little bit about your facility, you know, where you're located in Morgantown and what, you know, talk, talk to us a little bit about the, the, the logistics of what you guys are doing here. So we're, uh, we're actually located uh, pretty much right in the heart of Morgantown, right along the uh, Lawn River. Uh, we've got a 5,400-square-foot greenhouse facility. Uh, you know, we're right along the river. You can't ask for better riverfront property. Uh, we we have a, a partner, private party partnership with the university, WVU, um, as far as that goes. And then, you know, we do within the facility. You know, probably seventy-five percent of it is devoted to production, and twenty-five percent of it is devoted to R and D. Awesome. It it seems to me. Well, first of all, let, let's talk a little bit about where you're where you're selling your products right now. That, I think that's an important thing. Yeah, um, we sell a lot of product right here in Morgantown. Uh, we work with a lot of uh, local restaurants, Sargasso, Hill and Hollow, uh, Marriott, Waterfront Place, uh, their restaurant Bourbon Prime. Uh, we also work with people outside of the area, uh, down to Southern West Virginia, like the Green River Sporting Club, and we also work with. Uh, uh, a lot of people in Nashville, Tennessee, to be honest. Very cool. So you've got a, a 5,400 square foot greenhouse in the heart of Morgantown. And you're shipping your products all over the place. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome, man. So, uh, w- what year did you did you get this whole project off the ground? I, I know you kind of referred to it as a, as a startup phase still, but what um, what year did you guys get get rolling on this? Uh, we got rolling on this 
uh, probably about a year and a half ago was when we actually got all the funding. Uh, before that, uh, 2014, I think, uh, is when we kind of started forming the company. I was still at WVU as an undergrad, got involved with the WVU Launch Lab, the business plan competition there. And, you know, that's when we started kind of building the business plan, um, starting to look for funding. And then in 2015 to 2016 is when we started actually getting the funding. And then in the fall of 2016 is when we actually opened up for the first time. You mentioned the WVU uh, statewide business plan competition. Talk us, talk us through that process and tell us, you know, a little bit about the history there. Okay. Yeah. So the, the competition, it's a great competition. Um, it lasts pretty much a solid year. Uh, you start out, there's, there's three different phases. The first phase is you have to submit an executive summary. Uh, then like your executive summary, you move on to the next round, which is the semifinals. And you got to give a, I want to say a 15-minute pitch, no, five-minute pitch. And meet with some people, they ask you questions, and you have to you know, start developing a business plan. And then if you make it to the semifinals, you go to the finals. Uh, there's usually three categories, 10 companies per category, and it's, it's a 15-minute pitch. You run through your business plan with you know, judges that are from all over the country now. Most of them are you know, somehow WVU alums or something like that, and then they come in, they judge you, and um, they like it. You win $10,000. How did, how did you end up uh, in that competition? <laughs> Honestly, it was just a flyer. Uh, in the ag school one day, I was with a, I just formed the company maybe a couple months prior to that, like formed the LLC. I hadn't really done anything. Uh, knew I wanted to do something, and I saw this flyer said, you know, you could win ten thousand dollars. I figured, you know, well, I don't have to pay anything up front, so what's the risk? <laughs> so I, I uh, entered, and uh, once I got into the semifinals, that's when uh, I really kind of got involved with the WVU Launch Lab, and they helped really refine the business model. You know, with with regard to that whole situation, um, how, you know, how did you end up faring in, in the competition? Uh, I ended up winning that year. That was uh, 2015, I think. Um, yeah, I ended up winning the hospitality and tourism division. Excellent. Wow. And so you won 10 grand? I won 10 grand, yes. Oh, wow. So, so, the, so, I mean, was that the impetus that really, you, you said you formed the LLC, but then you got into this business plan competition. Did you have the business plan before that, or is this kind of got you thinking, hey, I better get a business plan together? Um, I had a plan. It wasn't, you know, written down or anything like that. Um, and that. And that's what, you know, the Launch Lab really helped with was, you know, they, they said, okay, you got this idea, let's let's whittle it down, let's make it something that's feasible and actually, you know, profitable. So Awesome, man. So if, if you could um, kind of – one of the things I like to do on this, on this podcast, Jordan, is, is having, having our business owners, the CEOs, the founders, and so forth talk about their worst business moment because I think there's a, a lot of good things that can come out of, of lessons that you learn when you're, when you're at that worst place. Take us to that – uh, to that place in time where, you know, obviously you've been doing this for a year and a half or so since you've got, got it up and running, but take us to that place of your worst business experience in, in, in this company and tell us a little bit about that, that story. Okay. Um, 
So I would say the, the worst, and the reason I say it the worst is uh, it was definitely the most stressful for me. So this so greenhouse takes a lot of heat in the wintertime. There's not really any insulation. And we've probably been up and running maybe, I want to say probably three months before we actually needed to start using heat. And um, I, I'm new to the business world. Um, and I've got, you know, I go from having you know, a handful of bills in my life to having you know, 20 bills, you know, in a matter of months. So I'm getting all the bills coming in and whatnot. And uh, we're going through heat and everything. And so one night uh, I go down to the greenhouse, just kind of check on everything and realize that the heat's off. And, uh, you know, I check the, uh, check the heat level or the gas levels and, you know, there's no gas. So I call and they said, uh, well, we're not bringing you any more uh, fuel because you haven't paid any bills. So what had happened was they had the, lo- the wrong billing address in the system. So they were, they were bringing me fuel, but I wasn't getting any bills for it. And, you know, it, it was a little bit of fall on both of us. I mean, I should have been a little bit more on top of that. But at the same time, you know, I went from having two bills to 20 bills, you know, and I was, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't looking for the bills. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, so then, uh, you know, they said, well, we're not bringing you any propane until you, until you paid us off. So, you know, this was February night. Um, temperatures are supposed to get down, you know, to, I think 16 degrees that night. And I was like, well, uh, there goes all my product. And, um, yeah, that was, that was definitely the scariest moment. Um, it was more so scary just for the sense of, you know, I I did something wrong. Um, but you know, luckily the greenhouse kind of maintained slightly above freezing temperatures that night. Um, everything survived. Uh, we were able to, you know, work out all the issues and we got back up and running, but that was, it was a scary night. That's a great story. Thank you for, for taking us down that, down that path. What was the, what's the one takeaway that you gained from that experience, Jordan? Um, I have an accountant to make sure all the bills are being paid. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. What would you say is the best thing about being in business in West Virginia? Um, I would say it'd probably be, it's a small network. You know, it seems like if you need to talk to somebody, or if there's somebody who knows something you might need to know, it's usually one or two steps away. You know, you might know somebody who, you know, is good friends with the person you actually need to talk to. And I feel like, you know, you really get that in West Virginia because it's such a small community. Exactly. I, I like that. Good, good perspective for sure. Jordan, I want to take a, a, a second just to, to mention our incredible sponsors that we have for Positively West Virginia and the podcast and all of our print partners, the State Journal, wvnews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these organizations that allow us to highlight these incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia, just like we're doing today with Allegheny Genesis and Jordan Masters. All right, Jordan, let's get back to it. Um, Jordan, you know, what, what, what do you see as the long-term vision for your company? Talk, talk to us a little bit about what you see, how you, know, how you see your company going. Uh, really, we're trying to build almost a, a model 
super small farm. So what we're doing, you know, here in Morgantown, uh, we're, we're developing a, a system uh, that can almost be kind of turnkey, uh, whether you want to grow microgreens or if you want to grow, you know, hydroponic lettuce, hydroponic tomatoes. What we're trying to develop is a system to make that possible and make it profitable for anybody. And, you know, move that model around to wherever it needs to go. Because one of my things is, you know, I love local agriculture, and a lot of people don't have the capital to get into it uh, right out of the bat. But the people who want to, you know, I want to be able to help make that a little bit easier. Excellent. What's one piece of advice you would give to young business owners or entrepreneurs, uh, people like yourself uh, getting started in West Virginia? What's one piece of advice you would give them? Build a strong networking system. Um, I probably wouldn't have any of the stuff I have now. I, would, I probably wouldn't have even gotten off the ground, got funding if I didn't um, know somebody who knew somebody. You know? So just, you know, if anybody says, you know, you should meet so-and-so and you think, well, so-and-so is not related to anything I'm doing, you know, go meet so-and-so because there's a good chance so-and-so knows the person you need to go talk to. So Great advice. Thank you. What's one thing you do every day, Jordan, that you think contributes to your success? Yeah, I, I listen to some other podcasts uh, that you have done. And I listen to a lot of people have said, really, the only thing I do every day that, you know, I do is I, I get up and I go do it. I mean, I don't, you know, no matter if it's, if I'm having a terrible day, um, you know, I haven't taken a sick day in <laughs> probably two years. So, you know, it's just, I, I get up and I go do it. You know? hmm. I love that. It's, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about doing it, but the ones that do it are the ones that get it done, right? I guess so. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. What's one resource you use in your in your company, in your business, you can't live without? Um, probably the um, probably the data monitoring stuff that we've developed. Um, basically, because, yeah, we have um, so we have monitoring systems going on that we've developed. Um, they go to a cloud and they send out you know the data here and there. But what's been really nice about it is we, we've been able to set alarms on it. So, you know, if I'm home at 2 o'clock in the morning and asleep and something happens at the greenhouse, you know, I get an alarm to wake me up. Um, and before we put that in place, there was a lot of sleepless nights because, you know, I was, I was constantly worried about that kind of stuff. You know, I've got a lot of stuff on the line with the business and, you know, when it comes to agriculture, you know, a couple hours of negative 32 degrees or below 32 degrees, you, you've lost the whole crop. So Yeah, that's great. Now, is everything that you guys do, um, all the all, all the, your produce that's grown, is it all hydroponic? Uh, it's not hydroponic. Um, what we do is be uh, maybe semi-hydroponic, if you want to think of it that way. We, we grow everything in media, um, and that's partly because we want – plants to stress a little bit um, so we you know we we don't keep them completely saturated all the time because the more the plants stress the, the tougher the plant gets so it holds up better after after harvest and then you know all of the secondary metabolites that a plant produces that people want for the health benefits you know all that comes from the stressors that the plant receives so we grow them in media, but we, we sub-irrigate like if you would if you were doing hydroponics. 
so that we we don't have water on the tops of the plants. So when we go to harvest, you know, they're they're fresh and dry and ready to go. Awesome. Thanks for that clarification. Uh, what's one book you would recommend for aspiring entrepreneurs? Um, so I don't really read any books other than comic books, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not a big reader. Um, but uh, podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts. And I would say that uh, the two podcasts that I get the most out of is uh, How I Built This with Guy Robb and uh, Freakonomics. And I've learned, learned a lot about the economic world and business through those two podcasts. Great. Uh, yeah, those both are highly recommended by myself as well. So good uh, good to know that, too. Uh, Jordan, you were talking about your network, and obviously you've made a lot of great connections already in, in West Virginia, but if you could meet anyone who would help you uh, in the state, um, you know, who, who, would, who would that be? Um, you're talking business or personal? It, it, either way. Okay. Business... Um, I would like to meet the Commissioner of Agriculture um, just to kind of, you know, touch base and see what what's going on around the state, um, figure out that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm surprised you guys haven't crossed paths. Kent Leonhardt's a, is a pretty pretty uh, pretty good guy. I've, I've gotten to have numerous conversations with him, and we'll see if we can make that connection happen. How's that? Sounds good. Yeah, man. Personally, I'd like to meet Steve Harvey, so if you can make that one happen, too, that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that, that's part of our part of our job here. It, 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 part of my passion project here, at Positively West Virginia, is to is to help make connections, and we're we're doing that actually. It's pretty pretty cool. So if anybody knows Steve Harvey, uh, Jordan Masters would definitely like to uh, to meet him, have a, have a conversations, a conversation or two. That's very cool. Um, Jordan, I I, 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 I I feel like I've neglected to ask this, but you know, you kind of mentioned a couple of of the crops. But what are what are the actual um, products that you guys are are growing there at your greenhouse right now? What are the what are the things that you're really excited about on on the product side? I I should have asked that earlier, but uh, if you don't mind filling us in on that, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. So um, we do <clears throat> we do all kinds of different products, but um, probably the one that I'm the most excited about. It's one that I've kind of been working on for four or five years now, it's, uh, it's a custom blend that we do. Uh, it's called Soil Patch Kids. Because again, I'm, I'm always looking for ways to make people eat more microgreens, you know, going back to that whole diversity of agriculture stuff. And, you know, I thought, well, wouldn't it be cool if we could make a, a leafy greens blend that tastes more like candy than it does you know, leafy greens? So the Soil Patch Kids, you know, just like the name would suggest, it's First, it's sour, then it's sweet. So we blend it with um, two different types of ribbon or two different types of swirls that gives it that kind of tartness and then mix it with a uh, citrus marigold and a lemon balm to kind of give it more citrusy flavors and then finish it off with popcorn shoots to give it that nice kind of sugary high fructose corn syrup taste. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, I think that's very cool. Now, on these blends, are they only available in, in restaurants, or are they available retail as well? Uh, available restaurants right now. Uh, we're still. It's one of you know this year's projects is to really develop a good uh, online ordering platform for for anybody. Very cool, Jordan. Is there anything that uh, that we haven't covered uh, in our last half hour here or so that, uh, that you'd like folks to know about what you're doing there uh, at Allegheny Genesis? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I mean, and there's interesting kind of more stuff to go on. Definitely follow us on 
social media. And, uh, mostly use Instagram. Uh, our hashtag is or our at is uh, grown to matter. So G R O N T O M A T T E R. Awesome. Well, I was going to, as we were uh, kind of wrapping up here, I was going to ask folks or, or ask you to let folks know how they can get in touch with you. Would, uh, do you have a website right at this moment? Uh, we do. It's kind of under construction um, from where we were transferring everything from the name Microproduce to Microgenesis. Uh, you can still go to the old website. Uh, it's just a little bit out of date, but all the contact info uh, is still there. It's uh, micro-produce.com. Awesome. I'll, I'll make sure that those social media links and that website link is in the show notes as well uh, for our producer. He'll, he'll make sure we get that uh, put in the show notes. But that's really cool, man. I, I, Jordan, I got to tell you, you know, from, from being a WVU student, winning the, the business plan competition, seeing a flyer on the wall, right, it, at the ag, ag school, and, 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 and now the CEO and founder of your own company. That is incredible, man. That is an incredible story. Um, I appreciate you sharing some of the some of the struggles you had there, uh, you know, with uh, uh, the gas situation. I, I love that story, and I just I just want to tell you, man, you're you're doing some really cool stuff. I want to I want to meet you someday in person and just kind of get a tour of that facility. I think it'd be amazing to to see what you're doing over there. But just uh, my my encouragement is to keep doing what you're doing, man. You're going to make a huge difference. And you're going to be a big deal. You already are. But I think it's really super cool what you're doing. I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime you're in Morgantown, feel free to swing by. Absolutely. Well, folks, that's another wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Jordan Masters and Allegheny Genesis, our hope is that we in some way inspire and teach you all by sharing these wonderful success stories in our great state. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. We appreciate all your comments and encouragement on social media and on our website. And of course, we encourage you to share these stories too on your social media channels. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga.